last one was hard. I know we have a few more after this, but God, I just don't do this anymore. Please. Please, come on. The Trials of Growth The boy was treated in the mental ward for a few months. During those few months, he didn't speak a word, none whatsoever. It was as if he were paused, stuck in the moment, in which he couldn't escape from. The boy's mother visited with the boy's baby sister, hoping that their appearances would help the boy come back to reality. Sadly, even the sight of his remaining family members couldn't bring him back from the darkness. The boy never closed his eyes. The only way they could allow his eyes to rest was to sedate him, and also having an IV just for the boy to stay hydrated. The doctors were confused and perplexed on why the boy was like this. They thought of some ideas, like the boy was abused by either his deceased father or mother, but both thoughts were quickly dismissed by the doctors. From the outside view, you might have thought that the boy was seeing a plain white wall, but it was much darker than that. The boy was reliving the scene repeatedly the night when his father was killed, and the same night when he saw the shadowy figure. The boy was touched by it and was under his spell. He was even seeing it when he was sedated. The strange figure would also whisper something to the boy. The boy wouldn't reply because he couldn't. Like always, when he spoke, all was muted. He wanted to scream. He wanted to get out of this prison. He wanted to learn to forget what happened. All he needed to do was scream. Screaming might help the boy scare it away. No one heard. And the strange figure kept on smiling at the boy. <laughs> the strange figure crept closer to the boy and opened his jacket. And to the boy, all he could see was pure darkness there. The boy had to find a way to escape this horror. Leave me alone! The boy shouted and roared at the strange figure. And with that roar, the strange figure vanished from the shout. But he didn't seem worried. From there on out, the boy started to talk. To the doctors, he seemed to be coming back to life. He was speaking. He was even doing activities. His mother and sister came to pick him up because the boy was in the hospital for only the summer and the boy was about to attend the first grade. The doctors declared that the boy was sane and that he would be able to operate safely with other children. That statement rubbed the mother the wrong way. My son is nothing but safe. How could you talk about him like he's... he's an animal? The doctor realized he touched a nerve with the mother and didn't comment any further. As the mother drove her son and daughter back home, the boy looked out the window and saw the city of brotherly love. He felt nothing for it. Children always all at the sight of huge structures. But the boy didn't. All he wanted was to go back home. 
The boy realized that the neighborhood his mother was driving through wasn't the one he remembered. Mom, this isn't the way home. The mother's eyes looked up at the rearview mirror. Son, we had to move because of because of what happened. Oh, was all the boy could muster up and speak. Then the boy continued to look outside to this new area. Then the car stopped. The boy looked outside and noticed that it was an apartment building. There, the new place was on the third floor, which to the boy felt farther than what it was. Once the boy stepped inside the new place, he recalled home. It did feel like home. He remembered his mother's cooking and the smell of candles throughout the place, but one smell was missing, and it was something that the boy didn't want to remember, but he knew what smell was missing. The boy's mother escorted him to his room, which was a shared room with him and his sister. The boy didn't mind. Don't worry, Mommy. I'll protect sisters from the shadow, the boy's mother Looked like she wanted to cry, but she kissed her son instead. The boy felt an odd sensation in his stomach about today. He was going to attend the first grade and was feeling nervous, and his mother knew he was scared. But the boy didn't notice was that his mother was also nervous. She held her son's hand as they walked inside the building, and the teachers guided her to where her son's classroom would be. She kissed him on the forehead. I love you so much. I can't wait to hear about your first day in school. She proceeded to walk away from her son. The children in the classroom laughed at the boy. He was confused on why a love of a son would resort to laughter. The odd thing was is that children's memories are like goldfishes. They forget so easily. And then the children went up to the boy and started talking about toys and sport. The boy felt normal, but the boy looked around the classroom with his big youthful eyes looking for the shadow. But alas, he didn't find it. The boy's grades were excellent. He excelled in all his classes. He never really participated in after-school activities like playing with toys and playing with sports. He had no interest them. The one thing he could get lost in was a book and learning. He didn't know where this drive came from and it frustrated him because he knew it had something to do with his young developing brain. The boy's mother worried a bit about him. She wanted him to get out of the house more. So the boy's first Halloween as a student, the school was holding a costume party. She insisted on him going to the party. The boy could never say no to his mother, so he went. The costume he chose was unique in a sense. He dressed up as a judge with a gavel. The boy loved law and always loved seeing the judges smash the gavel to retain order in the court. He watched a lot of judge shows as well. The boy went to the Halloween party at his school. Everyone was dressed up as you expect it to be. Princesses, ninjas, superheroes, and supervillains. Everyone was looking at the boy weirdly, but he didn't care much. The boy socialized with the other students, but all he wanted to do was go home and study. The boy was starting to get hot, 
for reasons. He was wearing a gown and a wig, and being in a room with hundreds of children can do that as well. The boy snuck outside and wanted to get fresh air and started talking to himself. He was memorizing the Bill of Rights for a test that's coming up soon. Then the boy noticed something. He noticed someone was outside with him. He couldn't see, but noticed that they were all in black. Hello there, the mysterious stranger said. No, you can't be, you can't be real. I, I stopped you. I always come in the night, it said in a light and smooth tone. The boy's heart started to race. He was feeling like he was back in that silent void room again. Don't come any closer. The figure ignored him and was walking ever so closer to the boy. The boy grabbed his gavel and thrown thrown it at the figure. And as he threw it, the boy charged at the figure, knowing that the school was on top of a steep hill and no one could come back from a fall like that. As the gavel flew and finally hit the strange figure, it made a noise, and it was a high-pitched noise, like a little boy's voice. Seconds before the boy charges towards him, the other little boy said, Ouch! I was Jack the Ri- The other little boy didn't get the chance to finish because the boy pushed him down the hill, and the boy heard the body roll and cracked and hit a car that was parked at the bottom of the hill. The boy went down to see if it was the shadowy figure, but when the boy went down and saw the body not moving at all, seeing the other little boy's head smashed like a pumpkin, he felt nothing. The boy looked up at the dark sky and back at the body and repeated it a few more times, hoping the body wouldn't be there, but it was always there. Then the boy walked back up the hill. Then the boy went inside. Then the boy hugged his mother. Then the boy looked up, waiting for the darkness to come back, but it didn't. And then the boy just started to laugh. (laughs) The end of episode two.